So welcome back, everyone, to our podcast. This is our second episode. Last week, we recorded the first one. Any reflections on that, Sadie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I don't think so. I am very conscious. I listened to it back a few times, and I'm very conscious of what I can improve upon. And I don't Mm want to, like, say it in case people didn't pick up on it, and now they're just, like, listening to it as I speak. So I don't know. It's been a learning process already. Mm -hmm. Learning lots about audio, which is great. Yeah, it's been exciting, I think, seeing already, even though like we haven't done much, um, how many people we have following us on Instagram and everything. I think that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. And it's very weird for me. I was thinking about that too. And it's weird for me because this is the first time I've ever actually really put time and energy and my like expertise and work into my own thing. Like Mm -hmm. it's always into freelance clients or other clients. So it's different. And I was reflecting on this the other day being like, this is literally the first time I've had so many ideas of brands I want to like start or projects I want to do with friends and they just never end up taking off. But it's usually because I'm doing it on top of my nine to five job, on top of freelancing. And then it's like the side hustle of the side hustle. For this, I'm like feeling good about it. And it just kind of dawned on me that, yeah, we're putting in the work. And I hope it's I hope it's paying off. I hope people are liking everything so far. I hope so, too. So this week's episode uh, is Valentine's Day themed because Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, So we wanted to talk about. A variety of topics that we think sort of relate to Valentine's Day, including dating, female friendships, um, especially in relation to Galentine's Day. Yeah. As well as the concept of dating yourself. Yeah. But let's back it up. Do you uh, maybe want to tell the listeners about your dating life? Sadie? Oh, goodness. Okay. I actually, I can tell you about my dating life in one very <laughs> short story. So as I mentioned in my last episode, or in the last episode, sorry, one of my February goals is to go speed dating. So after we recorded that episode, I was like, yeah, girl, like it's time for you to jump back on the dating train and speed dating is going to be like part of that, but also want to like go back on my apps more and stuff. So Literally after we recorded last episode, I went to Hinge. That's my favorite dating app. I seem to have the best luck on there. And it had logged me out because I had been inactive for so long. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, if this doesn't sum up my dating life right now, I don't know what does. (laughs) You think Hinge would be excited thinking like, this girl found someone on Hinge? Heck yeah. Not being like, um, you left us. Yeah, that's their motto is the app designed to be deleted or whatever. I was like, I don't know. You guys logged me out before I actually found somebody. Yeah, that's rude. (laughs) And it's funny, too, because, Tag, I don't know if you remember, but I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, you told me about The League, which is supposed Mm -hmm. to be like this very exclusive dating app. And it was honestly quite the process. Like it took weeks to get accepted into it or whatever. (laughs) So I finally was in. (laughs) Yeah. But I finally got in and I got push notifications so often being like, if you're not active in the next 24 hours, then we're disabling your account. And I was like, okay, listen, like, 
I understand this is supposed to be an exclusive club, but first of all, the people I talked to on that app were not anything different than any other app, but also please don't put the pressure on me to make this my full-time job. (laughs) Yeah, that's so weird. I would definitely be uninvolved from that app just out of spite, I think. Yeah. Like, we're going to kick you out. And I was like, well, then I'll kick you out of my life first. Yeah. I don't think I even have it downloaded anymore. But I think, Tig, that sums up my dating life. (laughs) Right. Very uneventful. And I'm sorry. That you don't have to be sorry. Well, this was kind of what we wanted to talk about is that the difference between us because I'm mm-hmm. married yeah. and how a person in their 20s prioritizes dating in yes. your day-to-day life because like you were saying, you've we're doing this project and you're normally working 9 to 5 and freelancing and then you're trying to do these fun projects. Like how does dating even kind of fit into that? Exactly. And I, th- I think the only reason that I am married is because I met my husband in school. So before I was mm-hmm. working, uh, I had like moved out of my house, but I was still living at residence at school, which was being paid for by my parents. So a lot of my time was basically just spent socializing or going to school. And I could just chunk out some of that socializing time to be dating time. Whereas when you're trying to work to pay bills for a house that you now just have to pay for yourself as well as a million other things, it can kind of, it it doesn't take the same priority, I think, for everyone at least. Yeah, 100%. And that's, I think, 100% the difference. And I think it's dumb kind of to be like, I'm career focused and that's why I don't date or whatever. But Mm -hmm. it's so true. Like you're saying, like my college experience was somewhat similar to yours, but also very, very different. Like I started my um, internship in my second semester of my first year. So my first semester, I was pretty much drunk the whole time. (laughs) And then as soon as the second semester hit, I was interning. And then second year hit, I was working part time. I worked two internships and was going to school, plus still trying to maintain a social life. So I also think that like it's easiest to meet people in school. And a lot of the time, that's when people have the most time. But for me, it wasn't a priority. And to this day, it's still not really as my apps can tell you as they're (laughs) like, yeah, if we're not a priority for you, like get out of here. Yeah, but that's so true. And it's I don't think I ever consciously made the decision. And I feel like this is kind of turning into, I don't know, an interview about Sadie, why are you single? And I feel a lot of (laughs) a lot of friends or even like my sisters probably listening. um, And but none of this would be news to her. But it was never a conscious decision where I was like, I want to be single or I don't want to date. It was just that I never first of all, realize how much work and time it takes to like meet people, especially when you're not in school anymore. And it was just time and energy I was not, and to this day, like up until this day, have not been willing to invest in that, you know? No, I completely forget what I was going to (laughs) say. I had two different thoughts and then they like morphed into nothing. Yeah, maybe while you try to collect your thoughts, we can just tell the listeners that we decided to crack our drinks tonight because this is ultimate girl night and like girl talk. And maybe we have some guys listening. Who knows? But I would like that. Definitely call. Yeah. Yeah. I had some fellas Um, listening in. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I love the word fellas. Yeah. And two, actually something that I've thought about a lot. So kind of going back to me saying it's not something that I consciously decided that I wasn't going to date. It just happened mm-hmm. that way. I think I have, this is going to get very deep and sorry if it <laughs> makes ready. you uncomfortable. <laughs> I have like had one sip of wine and here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had this realization lately. So first of all, I'm, like I said, I haven't consciously made the decision to be single, but I, and I've never felt like I'm missing out on anything either. Mm-hmm. And I think some of my friends who are in relationships, I think especially as we get older, the like the longer you're single, people kind of take a little bit of pity on you or like wonder why or like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, <laughs> but or people will ask you more about it right. than when you're in school. They ask you about school, but when you're like working and, you know, people ask you like, oh, so are you seeing anybody? And it just happens more often. Yeah. So I've gotten used to that question and people's, I guess, a little bit of judgment, but it's very hard to explain that I've never once felt lonely or like I'm missing anything from my life or that Mm -hmm. I'm behind compared to like you, my best friend who just got married last year. Right. This is the deep part, okay? Is I think everybody's like the whole reason or purpose we're like going through life or whatever, we're figuring out who we are and like what we're meant to do in the world, whatever. I feel a lot of people go step at a time and they're like, figuring out who they are as they become a wife, as they become a mom. And it all kind of shapes who they are, which it's going to shape me too, but I don't want it to be through really great and bad experiences through those things that I am who I am. I'd rather know who I am, show up as the best version of myself, then show up as the best version of myself as a wife, the best version of myself as a mom. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just evolving into being that person. I don't want it to drastically change me because I didn't know who I was in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that a big part of growing up is learning how to prioritize yourself. And so that's why I think people are kind of are at different stages especially right now because people are learning what parts of themselves to prioritize over other things and it's kind of different for every single person you know like if yeah if if you want to prioritize work you probably don't want to date people that you work with because you know that would kind of muddle your working life and that's what you're prioritizing over dating whereas other people might not feel the same way about that and that's why I think it kind of varies from person to person yeah and to just like upbringings I think really depend too like my parents literally were always like well my mom she was like you should at some point in your life live on your own don't just go from school to roommates to a boyfriend like you need to know you're sufficient and can live on your own and this is when I was 17 moving out to school that It was just something she felt very strongly about, but that kind of right there shapes how I was raised and even my sisters were raised, whereas you need to be independent and have your own life going for you. Don't rely on other people. And I think, again, this is super deep, (laughs) but I think I've always had that in the back of my mind being like, I have to be super independent and subconsciously or not, it was 
why I never like leaned on or relied on other people or relationships because I was just fine doing my own thing. Yeah. And I do think there's something to be said about people's living situations and how that reflects greatly on um, whether they're dating or not. Like it's no secret that probably the majority of people uh, who got married before me that were my age were religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same kind of thing where I know a lot of people who live in smaller towns, don't live in the city, and they are married and having babies. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Like, there's way less to do there. So, you know, why not have babies? Like, because then you can prioritize that. Additionally, it's a lot cheaper to live there than live here. You don't need to work two jobs just to pay your mortgage. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, It's if you're living in a small town, you can own a house. It's not like us who are paying mortgage payments worth of money in rent mm-hmm. only to then not own anything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I like, I think that that's kind of a part that can't be ignored. Although there is something to say about people. I keep seeing uh, screenshots and whatever uh, dating profiles that are like, I'm just looking for someone to split the Toronto rent with. That's me. That's (laughs) me. I'm like, if he can chip in on my rent and keep my house plants alive, it's it's a done deal. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) swipe right. It is happening. (laughs) Exactly. But I I, uh, wrote down this quote from uh, the movie Little Women just because I love that movie. But I think that this quote uh, reflects kind of what we're talking about. So this is when I go into my movie nerd. I'm here for it. Rant. So to explain what's going on, Amy March is in France and she's decided that she's going to quit painting and she's going to marry this guy named Fred because he's rich. Classic. Makes sense. Her neighbor Lori there is visiting and he's kind of cutting her up for thinking that way. So Amy says to him, well, I believe believe we have some power over who we love. It isn't something that just happens to a person. I think the poets might disagree. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And as a woman, there's no way for me to make my own money. Not enough to earn a living or to support my family. And if I had my own money, which I don't, that money would belong to my husband the moment we got married. And if we had children, they would be his, not mine. They would be his property. So don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition because it is may not be for you, but it most certainly is for me. And while I think that obviously the situation of women is a little different today, I think the meaning behind this quote is still very true. And if you're thinking of marriage as just two people who fell in love so much that they couldn't not be married, I genuinely think that that's an immature way to look at it. (laughs) Like, I fully believe that it should be we don't believe in love yeah no No, i'm kidding love is dead (laughs) but i think that you should be considering these things as almost like business propositions or else why wouldn't you just date them forever and not make it complicated and yeah you know like a big part of people getting married is for tax reasons and yeah stuff like that and i think too yeah like there is some truth still to that quote like you said but I think too things are changing a lot where Mm -hmm. like 
it's a part of the reason we wanted to make this podcast in the first place was because things change so fast, especially for women these days. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is that we don't necessarily just like turn 20, get married and start popping babies. Like Mm -hmm. that's some of, I guess, like some people still do that and that's totally fine. But I don't know. I find just like as women in general, we're like, evolving a little bit and a lot not even just a little bit but this is why I wanted to bring that kind of forward because we don't have to get married because we have to exactly we can get married because it is a well thought out choice that makes sense into the life we want to live whether that's you want someone to split the rent with you or whatever it may be but it's now a choice that we can make and if we choose not to make that that's fine yeah I like that and you know what's funny so actually maybe it's worth saying that up until two years ago or maybe it was even last year I really was like very confident in being independent and I knew I could do things for myself where I was like I don't need somebody to like split rent with or whatever like I'm good on my own but Going now, not to a movie, but to a TV show. Um, my favorite episode of Gilmore Girls um, is when... So my sister and I joke all the time because she's three years older than me, but we always pretend I'm her Lorelai and she's my Rory just because she's very like academic and I'm... I don't know. Sometimes it seems just like the older sister or whatever. So maybe she'll hate me for saying that. I don't know. <laughs> But my favorite episode of Gilmore Girls, um, both Rory and Lorelai are having really bad days and they're both like breaking down crying and they can't get a hold of each other. So it's very similar to me. My sister is pretty much my significant other where I text her all day, every day and um, any problems or big decisions I have to make. She's the person I consult on those things. So she's very much my Rory that way. And in this episode, um, both, like I said, Lorelai and Rory are breaking down, can't get in touch with each other. They keep missing each other's calls. And Lorelai breaks down. And she says to Luke, of all people, of course, how she can do everything on her own. And she knows that and she's fine with that. But just sometimes it would be nice to have somebody who was there for her all the time. And, you know, just somebody where she doesn't have to be the strong one. She has somebody there for her to be the strong one. And I was like, that right there is my view on relationships. <laughs> yeah. I can do everything on my own and I'm happy doing everything on my own. But there are some days where I'm like, it would be so nice just to have somebody who can be the strong one today because I cannot be the adult here or I cannot make this decision or I can't make this decision on my own. I need somebody to like lean on. And as soon as I had that realization, literally two years ago at most, I was like, I see the value in relationships because before that I honestly didn't because mainly because I hadn't experienced like a long-term relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for like you're saying, like it's just very much a choice now. And if it's something I've been okay with up until this point, I know I'm still young or whatever, like how much value is it really going to add to my life? (laughs) Right, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain it. (laughs) No, I get that. Now, how much do you feel like you were talking about with your sister, um, the role of a relationship in your life is 
kind of taken over by female friendships. Yeah. So that's the other thing is I'm, first of all, I'm, I honestly feel like you're interviewing me. (laughs) (laughs) I am asking a lot of questions and then you give your answer and I'm like, "Mm, okay, next question. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I'm introverted. So I'm 100% okay with spending time by myself and along this journey of like being very, um, like self-focused I've managed to become my own best friend and I think we can 100% have a whole different episode on that because I think it's so important to find happiness kind of within yourself and rely on yourself and not need other people regardless Mm -hmm. if you're in a relationship or single it's so important to be that way with yourself so I'm very introverted and like spending time with myself and I'm my own best friend but I also have a lot of friends so I've never felt lonely. I said that earlier because I, outside of COVID, I still see friends two to three times a week. Like, Mm -hmm. plus you want me to start dating? Like, I would way rather go have a glass of wine with somebody I've known my whole life like Tegan or a different friend and just like chat and catch up and have actual conversations with substance rather than go on a first date that night. Talk to somebody who I don't know most dates that I go on, I'm like, this is nice. I usually choose a restaurant or something that I want to go to, to like make it even nicer time. But I leave feeling like that was fine, but I would have rather had a dinner with Tegan or a different friend or something. So I think it's just a matter of not finding that person yet and having like that connection, I guess, on that date. But my time, like I have so many friends that I think that's the reason why I've never felt lonely. And my sister, especially, like I said before, she's kind of my significant other because we literally text each other all the time and she has a boyfriend, so it's not like an unhealthy relationship (laughs) me and her have. But um, that is for sure like the person I tell everything to and like rely on where a lot Mm -hmm. of people who don't have that would seek a relationship for that same comfort you know yeah it's interesting too because I feel like there are conversations that I don't necessarily have with a lot of my friends not like purposefully but certain stuff that I see people talk about say in tv shows and I'm like I do not have those conversations with my friends but I think it's because I have them with Tyrell and so I'm kind of filling that space because obviously he's my friend (laughs) first and foremost so we have a lot of the friendship conversations too but I feel like that's maybe why I I don't know I I just feel like I don't spend maybe as much time as you do with friends or that I would prefer to spend time with Tyrell over friends obviously like he's the one or whatever so it's a different situation than like a first date but yeah and I think too I was hoping there would be an opportunity in this episode to talk about this but Tegan and Tyrell are they are friends first like you know you guys Mm -hmm. aren't just married or just dating or just romantic and I think that's so important and I don't I think I've said this to you before Teg but anytime I view my future relationship I'm always like I want it to be like Tegan and Tyrell's <laughs> because <laughs> me the number of times I've probably third wheeled three third wheeled I don't yeah. know if that's the right word but with you guys 
but I've never ever felt awkward or out of place because I feel like you're both my friend and like Mm. you guys have just such a good relationship together that when your (laughs) friends come in it's not awkward and it's not like oh Tegan's friend Sadie is here it's like oh our friend Sadie is here and that is so important to me and to be honest with you it's so rare like for my other friends relationships Mm -hmm. I do not feel near as comfortable as I do with you and Tyrell and for me too I'm like since my friends and my sisters and you know my family are such a big part of my life I want to make sure any person I'm bringing into my life too has that same feeling I have when Mm -hmm. I'm with like you and Tyrell you know well thanks that's nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's not just all about single people guys relationships are amazing (laughs) Well, there is nothing worse than when you're meeting a friend's significant other and it's just, like, not jiving. Like, I'm a big vibe person and there have been many times where I've met someone and just had bad vibes. And it's, like, ended friendships for me where now I don't see that person anymore. Yeah. And something that drives me insane is I'm if my friend is in a relationship and I meet their significant other, like with them, Mm -hmm. like the three of us hanging out or whatever, and my friend turns into a different person around their boyfriend, I am so bothered. And that kind of goes back to maybe just like my fear of like losing my independence Mm -hmm. by like going into a relationship. But I'm like, girl, like, no, you are who you are. And this person shouldn't change you in any way. He should just Mm -hmm. compliment you or help you grow to be like an even better version of yourself, not limit you or change you or make you timid. Like that is not a good relationship. (laughs) No. Yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't be changing yourself. Uh, This is a life lesson in general. Don't change yourself to impress anyone. No. And I think I hinted at this before, but I think a lot of people feel like they are seeking a relationship because they're missing something or they're not happy or they're lonely. And me, I say this extremely biasly and I know, and people could say to me, it's because you haven't experienced like love like they have or whatever. But if you're looking for something, you cannot find that in somebody else. You know, like it's probably something you're missing yourself. And maybe by dating and being in a relationship, you'll discover and find that part of yourself. But Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to date and, you know, be in a whole bunch of relationships to know who you are. Like I'm putting that work in first kind of thing where some people learn through it differently so I don't know yeah I do think people date to learn more about themselves yeah too yeah I I also feel like I don't know maybe this is me like guessing on things so (laughs) like tell me I'm wrong if this is incorrect but I do feel like too it could be a different situation if you like live in a house with roommates and like you never get time alone like you could be getting that time by yourself while out dating I don't know I don't yep. know if that and makes sense <laughs> what you're saying is so true like I've learned so much about myself mainly because I'm a very reflective person but I've learned so much about myself by going on dates mm-hmm. like one of the most recent ones that comes to mind and sticks out to me every single day almost <laughs> Actually, Teg, you'll be able to relate to this too, is 
I'm not good. I learned through an activity date that I'm not good at new things that I'm not instantly good at. So if there's a chance I can embarrass myself or just look stupid, I'm not interested in doing it. So podcasting is a great example where (laughs) I was like, I don't know anything about this. And I was a little afraid to do it because I didn't want to be new at it. But that was something I literally learned about myself on a date. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I literally learned that about myself on a date. (laughs) (laughs) See, dating can be good. Yeah. And to my sister said this to me because um, she's like very encouraging of me to find a boyfriend, probably to like give her relief <laughs> as my like number one cheerleader or whatever. But she's always like, when you're with somebody, you're just going to know, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe tag like you can speak for your relationship, but like what you see in somebody and why you like them is because it's either part of you that you don't have yourself or it's part of you that you also recognize and that person therefore matches perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a roundabout way to learn things about yourself too. Yeah, I do feel like, like I was saying about Tyrell and I, we would either be like best friends or a couple because mm-hmm. that's how we kind of fit with each other and it reminds me of the taylor swift song (laughs) invisible (laughs) string where she's talking about how um between this couple that the story's about there were all these little instances in each other's lives that seemed to string the two each other like the two to each other without them realizing almost as if there had been this invisible string tying them together their whole lives and that was like me and Tyrell like we were at the same concerts before we had even met and we watched the same tv shows and like all these little things like we both went to warp tour a month before we met each other and we had seen the same band and we're in the same pit and like we looked at pictures and we must have been standing beside each other like and it's like this is so weird how did we not no, but then it's like how he was just a random dude there. But it's like there's all yeah. these little instances where it's like our <laughs> lives are kind of tied together. And then just meeting, like, opened up the door. And we're like, oh, yeah, look at all these times where yeah. we were basically hanging out. Yeah, I feel like the fact you guys were in the same pit means <laughs> you're so I, Yeah. That was my favorite part of that whole story. Mm-hmm. But that's so true. And... What's interesting is you guys are so similar, but at the same time, you're quite different. So like you said in our last episode, Tyrell is the one to like cook and clean and, you know, Mm -hmm. do all those sorts of things. So those are things, while you guys are very similar in a lot of ways, those are things he adds to your relationship because you know that about yourself or like, you know, you're not like the biggest like cook or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's finding a balance of being super similar and having similar interests and like a common ground, but also adding value to each other's lives. Yeah, absolutely. By, you know, yeah, filling those gaps or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I feel we now know where we all stand on dating. Primarily, <laughs> primarily probably me, since I'm the one dating right now. But um, we have some in the whole idea of date night and valentine's day and relationships all that great stuff we have some date night ideas even though i'm not currently dating i still like take to pinterest 
for planning out everything, including date nights. So I've put together a list of Have date night Have you done ideas. a virtual date? Yes, but not activity date. Oh. Like it's just Wait, it was just cats. talking? Oh, okay. Yeah, which is fine. Like I feel virtual dates are kind of hit or miss. I'm very much an activity date person. I also mm-hmm. learned that about myself through dating <laughs> is I like shine better if we're doing something versus just sitting down and eating dinner and talking. So I guess right. through virtual dates, it eliminates the whole activity part of it. But you can do activities, but at the same time, I don't want to seem forced and like lame. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Especially the first time meeting somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, sorry, I'm just going to keep asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> do you plan the dates or does the guy who's like asked you out plan the dates? It really depends. And um, I always am more excited when the guy plans it. Yeah. Okay. I'm a huge planner. You know mm-hmm. that about me. Probably everybody knows that about me. But And I'll always have a backup plan or like I'll more than willing to come up with an idea. But and maybe this is like outdated, like gender roles or whatever. (laughs) But when a guy like takes initiative, asks you out Mm -hmm. and organizes a date, I won't say picks you up because that's happened like very rarely to me just living in the city. It's usually let's meet up because we take TTC. Mm -hmm. But if he picks you up, bonus. But I like that. And If a guy's ever kind of like wishy-washy, usually he's less down to do an activity date and just is expecting to like meet up for dinner, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So it kind of, I don't know. I've had both. Usually yeah. when I'm organizing something and put out like activity date ideas, yeah, they're less willing to do that and just like, why don't we just meet at a restaurant or something? Right, yeah. I can yeah, see that. it'll be interesting too once covid's done like or not done but once we can go into society again i'm just curious i feel people are just going to be really excited to see one another but at the on the other hand i'm like maybe they'll still be hesitant and not want to see people not knowing who they've seen so we'll see how it kind of shapes things but yeah it'll be interesting yeah already actually i feel like virtual dates are like on the decline and it's probably because I'm <laughs> inactive on my apps. <laughs> but the okay, so I met a few people back last summer and we still text or, you know, DM on Instagram, which I hate. Oh my god, I can go on a huge rant about how much harder it is to date now that there's dating apps and social media and texting. <laughs> right. I could go off, but anyways. Um so I've kept in touch with a few people and very even ones that I did have virtual dates with um are less willing now to do the virtual thing it's more like let's just text and then plan something once things are better and like it's safer to go out right right so I don't know if that's across the board people are just fed up with virtual hangouts or the like fun of it's worn off so remember at the beginning people were so hyped to do like happy hour zoom calls and stuff now that's like a nightmare yeah, and actually I was thinking the same on the whole Galentine's idea mm-hmm. was I have some ideas for like a Galentine's Day too, but it's all virtual and that's the exact same thing. It's even with my friends at the beginning of COVID, I probably had 
like I had a social calendar of just virtual hangouts like Mm -hmm. okay Monday night I'm talking to this person Wednesday night this person Friday night I'm gonna do two different friend groups like (laughs) it was a packed schedule and now people aren't doing that anymore but I'm saying for Valentine's Day and Galentine's Day let's bring it back guys because why not make it special yeah exactly first of all Teg do you guys do like Valentine's Day and I feel it's also like controversial not everybody buys into it I don't know yeah we do although it's usually Tyrell picks a nice restaurant and then surprises me with it like we don't necessarily do gifts although we are this year because we can't go to a restaurant yeah um so in the past we've gone to uh like one year we went to Grey Gardens, which was literally the best meal I've had in my entire life. Whoa. And I... What did you eat? It was um, one of the places where you get like the little serving sizes. So you order like five mm. to six dishes. It's just like shareable food kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Even... Okay. Yeah, it's shareable food. So everything was really small sized. And I'm going to like butcher telling you about Grey Gardens but (laughs) apparently the chef there used to be the sous chef at a place in Toronto that had like a Michelin star and then he left to start his own thing and uh we showed up and we were wearing like night like I was wearing a dress but everyone there was wearing like mom jeans and shirts but you could tell that the shirts were like $500 shirts like these people were fancy but like in a low-key way where we were fancy but like we were trying really hard (laughs) We were like, okay, wow, this is an interesting place. Uh, and then we were sat uh, at, like, Chef's View, so we could watch them make everything. And then the chef would just, like, hand stuff to us. Um, yeah. I remember at one point, we had gone out for drinks beforehand to preface this. <laughs> but we were uh, getting into a really heated discussion about the Berenstein Bears <laughs> for some reason. Because then all I remember is the guy was trying to bring us our bottle of wine. And I was like, and then remember in too much birthday, the Berenstein Bears. Mo-, and he was like, ma'am, excuse me, please let me give you your wine. So we drank our oh wine. And it was great. But it was fun. That's I, so funny. Yeah, I'll have to ask Tyrell how much that meal cost, though, because I think it was like the most expensive meal he's ever paid for. Yeah. Wow. But hey, that was like Worth four it. years ago. And I'm still... Yeah, I see you are. So. Yeah, talking about good times. Oh, I love that. I feel once it's safe to like promote going out again, we should do top places in Toronto to have a mm-hmm. date night because yeah. that would be awesome. You used to live very close to downtown, so I feel you've gone to a whole bunch of places I've probably never even heard of before. And I can bring the activity day aspect and it'll be yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah, Tyrell is very anti-activity date. Yeah, just a lot of guys are. Yeah. I don't understand why. I'm like, don't you want to learn something about yourself on this date? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to even think. Like, we've been to movies. Yeah. That's, like, the most activity we've done on a date, I think. Yeah. It's always centered around eating. Like, we've done picnics, yeah. but that's not really an activity. It's just okay. eating at a different location. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, well, are you thinking of doing some date night at home for valentine's day because i have yes, a list for are. you i would okay. love to hear the ideas <laughs> okay so guys this is the thing is i'm also not a sad single person i'm like do you want a date okay i'll plan the whole thing for you <laughs> or i do this if my friends want to host a party or something which is another episode i think we should do take like how to host a party 
I love that. I'm always like, you should make this for food or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge loser. Now that that's concluded, <laughs> let's move on to the date night at home ideas. <laughs> so first one is to get dressed up. So this isn't, I guess, a date night at home idea, but just get dressed up, like replicate what you wore to that restaurant somewhere mm-hmm. really fancy, you know, ditch the sweats that we're wearing all day, every day. And this is obviously all, I understand we're all different. So maybe you do want to wear sweats and that's when you're comfiest and like most comfortable with your boyfriend, whatever, that's fine. But if you're happy and like willing to get dressed up, you should do it. Mm -hmm. Personally, for me, getting ready for a date is often one of my favorite parts. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so fun. I think for us girls, and again, if you're not into makeup, you're probably not enjoying this segment, but for me, sitting in front of my mirror with my music blasting, usually, well, sometimes, depends if I'm going from work or not, I'll be like at home having a drink beforehand mm-hmm. and doing my hair, doing my makeup, choosing my outfit. Like that's the funnest part for me. Yeah, I agree. It is fun. Just in general, right? yeah. doing makeup and like making it a time to like relax, get ready. Yeah. The best. Nothing exactly. Better. Yeah. And the other thing I added here is to wear lingerie. And I even put this, it doesn't need to be for like people just in like couples or whatever. Like girl, do that for yourself if you're single. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it doesn't even have to be like sexy, lacy lingerie. Just wear cute matching bra and underwear and you are going to feel so good. Like even just by matching Calvin Klein set, anytime Mm -hmm. I wear those pieces together, I'm like, ooh, I feel fine (laughs) get put together you're like I plan this out I do laundry I do laundry yes and it just makes me feel so good so Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that okay so now going on to like the food aspect because I know you said you're big into the food so just do whatever is opposite what you usually do so if you guys usually cook at home order something in or if you usually order something in cook at home together mm-hmm. and I think we mentioned this in the last episode but my like dream day is cooking on a date with somebody else and just like blasting music dancing in the kitchen while we're cooking and very movie scene-esque but I think it's a good Valentine's Day activity I agree or if you're not into that you can do a virtual cooking class and I think it's more fun. So this is good for people who are living together and you just do the class together or it's good for like long distance relationships where Mm -hmm. you need to do things like virtually. But I did um, a sushi making class before the holidays and that was so much fun. I don't even really like sushi, like eating it, but I had so much fun making it Mm. and everything just gets delivered to your house, like the knives, the cooking board, everything, the ingredients. And it was so fun to make sushi. I did it like as a team bonding thing, not like some, you know, crazy date story out of it, but (laughs) (laughs) um, it was so fun and I recommend that to anybody And if you're not into sushi, I'm pretty sure there's other restaurants that do similar things. You just like zoom in. In this case, it was a sushi sushi chef. (laughs) Why is that so hard to say? Sushi chef. (laughs) Okay, I give up. Yeah, you just like zoom in with a chef of any sort, making Mm -hmm. any food, depending on the restaurant. And there's also cocktail making classes, which is fun for like dates. And that could be fun for like Galentine's too, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So there's that. 
another thing this is kind of moving away from the food but onto like drinks so cocktail making classes are a thing and also like a wine tasting at home i think that would be such a fun party for a group of people and your closest friends but it could just be the two of you too just having a little wine tasting and getting drunk and having fun i don't know (laughs) the rest are kind of like classics like playing a board game card game or doing a puzzle together these are just things that are like fun but you probably don't do every night through the week or whatever you know just like yeah and I feel like if you're putting in the effort in other areas like you're getting dressed up and you're putting on makeup then when you're doing those things it like makes it more special because it's not like we're doing the same puzzle we've been doing every night in our pajamas level like I know what do you meme has a version and then there's the game like we aren't really strangers where it's like you answer questions in categories that start from like surface level all the way to like deep understanding you know I love that yeah there's a bunch of games I feel like they're all blowing up right now that would be super fun to play yeah and those would be fun yes like with your significant other at home could be a virtual date or could again maybe not the ones where it's like tell me everything about everything but playing some sort of game like that with your girlfriends over like a virtual happy hour Mm -hmm. so fun yeah and then the last thing i have in here oh and also if you're not into board games and whatnot you can play video games um i'm a huge fan okay so this is very I'll set the scene here and this is nostalgic for me which is why I think I love the idea of it but building a fort in your living room (laughs) with like a ceiling and everything just like caved in with blankets all around you and the only thing in your fort are like all the pillows all the snacks and then video games and you and whoever you're playing games with like that is the ideal situation and you probably don't do that every night so it'd be fun to do on valentine's day I also feel like a similar scene setting could happen and then you could watch movies and be like... Exactly. Yeah, here we are in our movie date. Yeah, movies are a good one. Yeah, now is literally the perfect chance to be in the loop for the Golden Globes and the Oscars because normal years, it's hard to see all the movies because a lot of them only do festival circuits or they only go to theaters and it's really expensive to see every single movie in a theater. Whereas now, a big chunk of them are Netflix and Amazon Originals. So wow. it's like like you can, once they put out the nominations, be like, okay, we're going to watch. They only nominate, you know, eight films. So you're like, I'm going to watch these eight films before the Golden Globes. And I'm going to be in the loop and know what's going on instead of being confused. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Now's the perfect yeah. year. Yeah. I love it. Do it in a fort, guys. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> make the whole experience. <laughs> um, the last thing I have, and this is especially cute, I think, if you're parents, is um, we're talking to the crowds here, guys. If you're single, relationships, or even parents in your 20s, doing like looking through old photo- photos, sorry, or putting together photo albums or like collaging. I know that's like old school. <laughs> but I feel it's coming back. I think that's such a like fun, cute thing to do is like relive past memories. I don't know. There's nothing I love more than looking at my old photos. Like I literally look at my Instagram archive stories like once a month. I'm like, look at me. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's my favorite. I think it's fun, especially right now during these 
stupid times that we're living through. Like, it's just fun to remember the better days. Mm -hmm. And honestly, whatever you do, any of those activities, just make it special somehow and maybe make it romantic. Like I said, like get dressed up, but also light candles and play records and music and stuff. You know, it's just makes things more special and fun. I don't know. I agree. Right? So I guess that's, yeah, it for relationships. We spoke to like Galentine's and whatnot through that as well and through those ideas. But we also obviously talked a lot about being okay being single and spending time with yourself is something that I think is so important. And I guess the idea of dating yourself is really cute, especially around Valentine's Day. But I think it's so important for people regardless if you're single in a relationship if you're a mom to find time regularly to just spend time with yourself and do things like people are always like self-care is a bubble bath and a face mask and whatever and it's like sure if that's what you know you want to do that's fine but maybe it's just going for a drive or I don't know sitting reading a book whatever it is spending time with yourself is great and I love this quote from RuPaul. Everybody knows it. At the end of every episode of Drag Race, he says, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? And it was actually, I think last year, there, RuPaul was on the cover of Vogue for the holiday edition. So of course I bought the magazine and read the whole interview. And they were talking a bit about that quote and how RuPaul is this advocate for self-love and that wasn't even really his intent at all Hmm. he just thought that was like normal and was like you have to be the best version of yourself and you have to love yourself before you're capable of loving somebody else Mm -hmm. and in that article he um talks about like the airplane analogy of how when you're on an airplane and the airplane is crashing you're told to put your mask on before you put on the mask for somebody else so it's that you're protected so that you can care for other people mm-hmm. and I was like first of all I'm amazed and anytime people's like oh RuPaul's just a drag queen I'm like no no <laughs> <laughs> literally the wisest person in the whole world <laughs> but um it just occurred to me that not very many people prioritize their self-love because they don't realize how when they do love themselves, they're able to love other people more or other people better or how when they're showing up as the best version of themselves, they're showing up as a better girlfriend, better wife, better mom, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that is just something I want, I guess, everybody to think about regardless of your situation. Yeah, I feel like too that you don't need to be like waiting around for a significant other to be doing some of these things like if you want to take a cooking class but you're like oh well that sounds like a date idea and I'm not dating take the damn cooking class just do it yourself like if if you want flowers and you're waiting for someone to buy you flowers just buy yourself flowers because yeah. you'll, you'll appreciate it so much more being like, I love myself so much that I bought myself these flowers with my own money that I earned. Yeah. And also just because you have a boyfriend doesn't mean he's going to buy you flowers. You know, mm-hmm. like, girl, you might still have to buy your own damn flowers even when you're <laughs> in a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry if that's the hard truth, but you have exactly. to be self-sufficient regardless if you're in a relationship yeah. or not. But your happiness just can't rely on other people. 
No, and it's the same if you want to go on a vacation and your significant other doesn't want to go with you or whatever, then go on the vacation. Yeah, traveling alone, you learn so much about yourself. Or travel with your friends just because Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship doesn't mean that your friends don't exist anymore, you know? like Exactly. So I've had people tell me via Instagram how I live, like, such, like, a cute little life and how it's just, like, I do some, like, really cool, fun things. And exactly like you said, I really don't think I do. It's just I have fresh flowers because I bought myself fresh flowers or I'm eating a charcuterie board because I wanted to. So it's really not that complicated to me. But um, while I was in the shower, I was like, in case people want to create that day for themselves, but maybe people just don't know where to start, I put together a whole little day. I put together a agenda for your Valentine's Day (laughs) at 8 a.m. No, I'm just kidding. But this is what I was thinking. So and maybe my Valentine's Day will look like this. Who knows? But um, I think it would be fun to bake something during the day. So I say bake just because I probably would order food in since I cook dinner through the week. It would be nice and special to order in that night. But I could bake cookies or something, brownies, chocolate, anything like that. And then, so through the day, you're baking something. And then another thing I love to do is I make my own body scrubs. And it's literally so easy. You can find so many different recipes online. But generally, they're either Epsom salts or some sort of sugar as like the scrubby part. And then some sort of oil, usually coconut oil, and then essential oils. That's it. So super easy to make. And it's a fun little activity to do through the day. And then... So those are kind of your activity parts of your day. Then either at night or for lunch or whatever, you can make yourself that one person cheese board or order dinner in and drink wine by yourself. Don't feel bad about it. Just do it. (laughs) I drink wine by myself all the time or mix yourself a cocktail if wine is not your thing. And then if you're like into bubble baths, definitely have a bubble bath or take a really hot shower. Use your new body scrub that you made that day. And then afterwards, watch a movie. I'm a huge romantic person, like rom-com person or romance novels. So I would either watch a movie or read a book. Just rediscovered Nicholas Sparks and I'm in it. (laughs) (laughs) Loving that for me. So you know, get your romantic filled that way while you eat your baked goods and you have candles lit. Like, does that not sound like the perfect day? Love it. And then I feel like those are all things you could do with a partner there or without. So that's where we're going to leave it today. Thank you so much for listening. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday, so make sure that you are subscribed to us. You can listen to us wherever you find podcasts, as well as on Instagram, at ourgoldentwenties. Thanks for listening. Happy Valentine's Day!